All right, guys, welcome to episode four, I believe, right? Episode four. Uh, we, yeah. I, I mean, we can't, I can't keep up anymore. We've done this so many times and trying to figure things out. Uh, we had some technical difficulties earlier today, but hey, we're here. We're doing this. Uh, today, we are joined with, obviously, Jeremy. He's right here. Uh, to say, say hi, Jeremy, to everybody. Hey, what's up, guys? Glad you are tuning in again. And uh, I, I think you're in for a, a treat today. Just uh, and, and today we are joined with uh, Tad from McAllen, uh, down close to the border. Uh, he he moved there about two, 2014. He uh, serves in a church that he grew up in, Faith Baptist Church in Paulhurst. Uh, he's the youth associate, youth associate pastor there. Uh, and uh, that's our guest today. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit more, Tad, and uh, kind of a brief summary of what you're doing down there in the South. Yeah, yeah, we're right on the border and it's uh, get to serve in the church I grew up in. So uh, the church is in Palmhurst, Texas. So it's like a hearst and a palm tree put together. So whatever it's incorporated uh as a small little town here on right next to mcallen and mission um yeah i'm the associate pastor here uh youth pastor slash whatever i think when they voted to bring me on they voted as a youth pastor but i fill the associate pastor role and everything so that basically means yeah anything that you know know, job description anything duties as assigned right (laughs) Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, I've got four boys. Uh, My wife and I, I met my wife uh, at college, but she's from Michigan. And uh, so, yeah, my oldest son is now in the youth group, which is pretty scary. So what's your age groups there? We, we start at sixth grade. So he just, we, for a couple of years, had kicked it back to seventh and, uh, with stuff happening with the pandemic and stuff, we moved it back to six for a couple of reasons. Um, kind of with no other children's stuff going on, we allowed the sixth grade to come up. So we're probably going to continue that and cool. which made it good and bad, but bringing your own son in is interesting. So, this is cool. <laughs> four more or three more to go. So I'll we'll have four in the youth group at some point in a couple Ooh. of years. So that reminds me and this is kind of random but i had prepared a whole lesson about about you know the sanctity of of marriage and sex and all that stuff and it was like seventh graders and eighth graders and i didn't realize that i was like "Uh oh yeah some of the topics with the sixth seventh and eighth graders like uh i don't know about this (laughs) yeah currently and i think that's the difficult part is that you have like sixth graders seventh graders and eighth graders and then you have 12th graders that you know it's not that big of a deal i got i'm lucky right now that it's i have a group of seventh sixth seventh and eighth graders and maybe one senior and so i can kind of direct my uh, discussions and all that stuff with them like that so it's cool yeah Uh, how many students do you run down there Depends on the week, but it's usually 15 to 25. So it's and that's activi- pre- activities will be higher than that, but that's a weekly average. Yeah. So then that's pre-COVID or uh, post-COVID. Yeah, that's that's we've. I think right after COVID hit, when we started back up, we had a few, just a few less, but we've gotten back to regular numbers. Kind of swapped out some kids. I mean, some kids that weren't coming 
uh, are now there and some kids that were coming before haven't come back. So I actually hope as um, there's, we have a few families that are still pretty locked down. So I'm hoping that in the next few months, they'll, they'll jump back in. So, yeah, cool. yeah, and that, that that brings us to our topic of today, and that, that this is where Jeremy's going to take over. <laughs> well, if you just explain our topic for today. Oh, oh, oh! Thank you, thank you. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> uh, I think just generally speaking, in life, uh, we look at numbers, and I don't know if that's like human nature, but we we you know we thrive on numbers. We or, or some of us do, and some of us are like, well, well, I've only got two students, and man, I've got fifteen. Oh, that's pretty healthy. We've got fifty. Oh, you're doing awesome. Well. Well, why can't 15 be healthy and why can't two be healthy? Or maybe it is or maybe it isn't. So we just wanted to kind of look at, you know, what are your thoughts on on a uh, maybe? Well, let me phrase the question this way. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? Are, are numbers the main goal when you're in youth ministry or is that just is that just a, a myth that somebody that we come up with on our own? Well, obviously, you have to have some numbers because if you're going to disciple people, uh, having at least one is somebody to disciple. So yeah. you have to have some numbers, uh, but then obviously um, numbers are not the most critical and, and we can all get up and down. Uh, if I have 15 to 25 and I have 10 show up on a night, uh, then I'm disappointed. But if somebody has 200 and only 150 show up, that would be incredible for me. I wouldn't even know what to do. Right. But for yeah. them, they'd be disappointed because 50 kids didn't show up. So uh when we focus on just the numbers, uh, oftentimes I think we miss what what's most important. So the kids that do show up or the people that are there, we disciple the ones that are in front of us and, and work with them. Yeah, yeah so totally that's, that's most critical. Totally. Do you ever find yourself, I, I do this because we're, we're out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, it's, it's 10, 15 minutes that way to get to one place and then it's 15, 10 minutes to go that way. And I mean, we're right in the middle of be between two towns and uh, we struggle to have uh, parents and bring their kids all the way out here. And uh, those times where I find myself like, am I even going to do anything tonight? Because yeah. there's only like two or three. And um, and I think that's why we brought up the topic is currently post COVID, me personally is struggling to get the, the kids back. And uh, yeah. Uh, Pre-COVID, we had 15 to 20, yeah. and now, like this past Sunday in Sunday school, I had two. Yeah. So, uh, and it, it, it's hard to stay motivated. How do we stay motivated, even if they're they're not showing up? Yeah. Yeah, that's super hard sometimes with with the kids that are not. Um, we sometimes think about the kids that aren't there more than the kids that are. And, and even Sunday morning, if I'm going to, we have a pretty, I preach pretty regularly at least once a month um, on average in the main service. And if I'm preaching then, or if I'm at youth group and we have way less than the week before, and it can be like, oh, it's because the associate pastor's preaching or where are all these people? And then in your mind, you're prejudging all these people that aren't there. And it's just like, that's uh that's becomes our focus. And, and it's easy for me to do that. It's, I think for any youth minister, it's easy, any pastor, it's uh, easy to think about the people that aren't there. But one of the things that we'll do is like, if we have a really low night, uh, we're pretty flexible. And if it's some of our core kids, we'll just jump in a van and go like to Dairy Queen and 
because we're they're close by or something and or whatever place and just and just hang out or we'll just turn it into if it's going to be I prepared a lesson for 20 and now it's five or 10, which happens pretty often because we keep doing youth group in the summer. And there's yeah. sometimes that we have real low numbers in the summer and everybody's on vacation. And I didn't expect that. Mm-hmm. Then it just turns into more of a small group and we'll sit around a table and talk uh, about the, what we're going to talk about instead of it being so much of a uh, expository message or something like that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. So another question would be, uh, how do we keep sharing the gospel on, even if we do get discouraged by the numbers, like how do we stop ourselves from not doing what God called us to do, even though it's, it is those five or 10 uh, students that we have? Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I don't know if I'm, different than everybody else but um my hardest time is not right then when i'm with the five or ten that show up and the low number it i can manage right then right that i can those five i can minister to i'm thinking about the ones that are gone but if it's just five and i was expecting 15 or 20 or 200 and i only had this many whatever when it's just that really small group I can focus on them. And I can actually enjoy being with them then. But what happens for me Thursday night after, or Wednesday night and Thursday morning after uh, youth group, and it was really low. That's when the devastation starts to set in, mm. or like the, like the real frustration. And so Thursday morning uh, is not the time for me to make a decision on give up, do you know it's not worth it or whatever. It's I probably ministered decently to those five kids that night because I know they're right there in front of me. So I minister to them. I keep doing that. But then the the motivation to prepare for the next week and say, I need to share the gospel that week, or I I want to get ready for Sunday school on Sunday. That motivation is all of a sudden just cut there. So it's like part part of it is just have a routine and a discipline of I'm going to go forward with this. Um, I'm going to keep doing what I'm supposed to, and and I'm not going to give up at over one, one night or over even a, a series of, you know, July is a terrible month oh, for yeah. like ministry. So, so like, <laughs> I mean, it's great in some sense, but if you have five kids show up for four weeks in a row, it can be real devastating. And you keep thinking, do I even, is it, am I sharing the gospel? Well, am I doing, and it's like, you know, keep faithful, keep ministering, keep contacting those other kids and, Maybe after a month of bad stuff, you start thinking, now what do I do? Reevaluate. But even then it's, you know, don't make snap decisions on, on what to do. Just keep faithful. So, well, I don't think you're the only one. Cause when you said it's usually Wednesday, like after church or Thursday morning where you're just like, man, that, that this sucks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that's, I think that's, I would say at least personally, that's what I, I go home and I'm just like, man, what am I doing wrong? And what do I need to do differently? And yeah. Uh, I think that, I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but I think that's everybody's like, what are we doing wrong, especially in the, the times that we are in now? So like yeah. in during the COVID times, I think we well, the, we started out big. We, I, as soon as our church, we closed our church before the governor said, hey, you need to shut your church down. Yeah. Just because our, our population of our church is a little older, so we didn't want to, you know, put them in trouble. So, I mean, instantly we went to online without even a beat 
and we were doing good. And then students, you know, they're doing school online, they're doing uh, yeah. band practice online, everything. And then they, <laughs> that number started fading. It got to a point where, man, uh, my video's not good enough. Or yeah. I was even putting out stupid videos just to keep them entertained. And uh, it got to a point where I was like, mm, I'm just going to take the night off or not do yeah. this. And, uh, and I, I think I think making sure that you stay going forward no matter what the night previous night was is important so yeah totally what you know one of the things that I think about when I think about uh, numbers and I think about you know discipleship is uh, is just like Jesus is 12 you know he had the 12 and then he had the, the three right or just the three just him yeah. and the two others and uh, you know he he had those constantly he'd speak to four or five thousand but he always had those yeah. 12 that he was discipling you know and so you know I think, you know, I think effectively you can do ministry with two, 15 or a hundred, uh, you know, it's just all a matter of how you approach it. Right. And then, and yeah, overcoming those humps, whenever you have a bad day, you know, <laughs> there was one yeah, kid yeah. here and he wouldn't even look at me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's happened before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> so no. yeah, it's good. Um, uh, what was I about to say? Uh, what about, so, so when I do disciple now, we always bring in other churches and we, uh, we roughly have about 40 students and, yeah. uh, which by paper that looks awesome. But if no one, uh, uh, experiences God that weekend, are we really like, how, like, is it even worth it? Yeah. I think that sometimes, um, even as we get ready to go into the camp season and different things like that, I, it's sometimes um, about decisions and about numbers. And that seems to be the case, but probably we all remember like certain times where we made decisions or there was a sermon or a, a weekend that was impactful. But um, I, I think we have to remember like discipleship and, and growing more like Christ. I mean, that's a lifelong process. And so um we talk about like mountaintop experiences, getting, you know, like camp D nows or whatever. Um, those can be great. But if those 40 kids just heard the word of God and they, and having the word of God impacting their heart day after day, week after week, uh, it can make a big change over time. Uh, I would rather, in fact, I remember this as a teen. I would have had a friend uh, that is in this church that we went to here. Every time we went to camp, every time we had a special thing, he would rededicate his life to Christ. He would get saved. He would be called into the ministry. He would whatever. And, and it's just like always an incredible testimony. And today he's not in church. He's not following God. He's not, you know, he, and, and that's, God may still work in his heart, but, it, but it was, um, that mountaintop experience and he always wanted that high. And sometimes it's, it's, those are the kids that they may do really well, but sometimes those kids that aren't telling you they made a decision or they didn't, they didn't, they are just internalizing everything. They may be the ones that actually are changing. I mean, I, I wasn't the one that was, I gave a testimony every so often when I was a kid, but, or whatever, but, and I made those decisions, but sometimes it wasn't public. And the youth pastor probably wishes I would have said it, you know, because that would have like affirmed yeah. what they're doing is good. But uh, often it was quiet in my heart, you know, 
so that may be who we that's a good reminder to think of so yeah yeah we are, i think everybody has has that one kid or two kids that will always yeah. go forward you're like yep. you're like it's like the last night of camp and you look back and you're like yeah he's on his way <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah so yeah and i remember my first disciple now as a youth minister i, I helped with disciples now and I, all i wanted was at least one kid one kid to go yeah. forward and yeah never it took i think two years before a kid went forward and disciple now and i'm like finally it, we had yeah. what 120 kids come through here the last three years and yeah. finally one kid gets it and, uh, yeah and then i think that makes up for those nights that you have the five you have the the, the two that yeah okay that one kid now knows and accepted jesus the last 364 days don't mean anything i mean yeah we had the ups we had the downs that kid knows jesus now and that's what's important yeah uh, even if he was the one kid that came every wednesday uh eventually that one kid maybe just needs to hear maybe needs that one-on-one -on -one. i have a student now that uh, he he doesn't come now because he's uh, his the, the pandemic um, doesn't doesn't have uh, the father figure in his life, and uh, I would make sure that we just have a conversation, and yeah. it could be a conversation about what's going on in his life, or uh, he's real he likes trains a lot, and I, we've sat and, and talked for two hours about trains and. Uh, and he was the only kid there that night. So yeah. I think sometimes when we get wrapped up in the numbers and uh, trying to, you know, share the gospel, sometimes kids just need someone to talk to. And yeah. uh, we, it's, hard, it's hard to remember that, especially when you're, you know your job is based on sometimes numbers. The church doesn't see the work you put in. They just see the numbers that are showing up on Sunday morning and Wednesday night. So, uh, yeah. It's, I think it, conversations with students, no matter what it's about, is important, uh, even if it's um, just one kid. So, mm -hmm. yeah, if I can put more, I mean, I, I have some money in the budget to just take kids out to lunch or whatever. Yeah. And those can be way more fruitful, uh, those times or those breakfasts or whatever, just hanging out can be way more fruitful than. A Wednesday night, you know, just discipling two or three Sunday after church, uh, just being like, hey, who's who's ready to go, you know, or you guys do anything? And their parents are good with me, just take them and they'll just go eat with my family and they'll just hang out and we get some conversations and all of a sudden it helps your material for Wednesday night. Now I know who I'm talking to. And yeah. even if it's only those three or four, I still have those same conversations and I can, it, they just grow, you know, and, and, uh, that can be real. That's been helpful in our ministry. Mm. I never, never thought about asking for a budget to take kids out. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna write no, that down. You, I, <laughs> you better write that down. What, you go back and listen to the podcast. Up, you know. <laughs> <laughs> whether it shows up as a, like a, you know, food for kids, <laughs> it doesn't show up as that in the budget. It shows up as ministry. And uh, we have one for the church. And as for as far as pastors, and we also have it for as teens, I use it that way. Mm -hmm. But um, our 
me and the head pastor are close and we uh, use that sometimes. And, and I mean, man, you're spending 25 bucks for you and three other kids to get pizza. We have a pizza hut just down the road and it's like, you know, two large pizzas, a Cokes for everybody and an hour and a half of laughing conversations. Yeah. Asking them about whatever they're, you know, doing in school, hanging out with their friends, what sports they're playing. And, and then, you know, how's, how's it going? You spend any time with, with the Lord? Are you doing any, anything in your devotions? Are you reading it all? If not, how can I help you get started? How can you, what are some things I can pray for you about? You know, those kind of things are ministry happening around food is, uh, yeah. Happened a lot with Jesus. <laughs> and so yeah. I take that upon myself as something I need to do. Yeah. It's, it's just biblical, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Passover, Passover meal. I mean, we're going to talk about this, you know, this week, but I mean, that is, I mean, they spent, look, I mean, I, I jokingly say it, but you look through the gospels and you see Christ constantly was eating with sinners, with his disciples, with mm-hmm. people. And around mealtimes, you talk really well. And so if I focus only on who was there Wednesday night and those numbers, it can get discouraging. But if I met the most encouraging things, I mean, I, I met, had lunch on Monday with them. Um, he's a, a 21-year-old. He's through our youth group. He's helping out a little bit now. But, man, that was way more fruitful, that one-on-one time with him than, you know, me preaching a message to him. I mean, it, yeah. not that the message is unhelpful, but that was really yeah. impactful. Oh yeah, I mean, and to think about the way I think about it is uh, is we're, we're we should be playing the long game, mm-hmm. right? It would we yeah. we might hear from students that we haven't talked to in four or five years, maybe ten years, and they're reaching out to us because either a we have built that rapport and trust with them while they were in our youth ministry, uh, and they are looking for somebody to talk to, and. Uh, you know, it just happened this weekend at, at Jacob's wedding. You know, I reconnected with one of the students and uh, we just had a wonderful conversation. And then she introduced me to her friend and, you know, she was, she's in college. She's ready to drop out of college. And I'm just like, don't do that. Drop out of that one course, but don't drop out of college. You know, if, if you want to go to college, go to college. I'm not advocating college and or the trades either way, but uh, you know, don't give up. If she wants to do it, do it. But anyways, just got to connect with another student that way and it's all about that long game and uh having that mindset remembering that we can build relationships and uh it's gonna affect eternity probably way more than we even can imagine yeah 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 you and you get to do their weddings and stuff later on in life hopefully (laughs) i know i know jeremy got got asked a couple weeks ago to do uh someone else's wedding that was in our youth but yeah. well his youth group really uh so uh yeah you get to be part of this i have one student that works at starbucks that she graduated five years ago and she's like come on by and get yeah. free drinks i'm like well, I'm, not, I'm not a coffee drinker so yeah but, you know you'll get to have those relationships and those are the students that i personally started with so we did only have two or three and those relationships are uh the, the students that jeremy was talking about uh, uh they were the first year, like my base students that I started with and uh, she brought her friends and it, it all started with just being on one-on-one because when me and Jeremy and I started here at the church we're at we only had one student and then uh, the things the, the way things went and Jeremy went 
to, I guess, associate pastor position. I don't know. Uh, and that we took over, we, we just slowly grew from that. And it, it, I think that's an encouraging thing to think about. It's like, oh, we only have one, Wednesday, uh, one student on, tonight on Wednesday night. It t- only takes one to start something. Yeah. And, right. That's right. Uh, I know it's discouraging because I've been there and I've been there a lot lately. But we have to remind ourselves that, you know, this could be that one student that eventually grows out and weeds out basically and brings in more. Uh, The friend that he was talking about was part of my youth group that uh, I guess Jeremy never met, but she was part of the group and then she brought friends and uh, they brought sisters and then the whole family of seven came and uh, it just all starts from that one person and uh, so, uh, as someone that struggles with the uh, low numbers often, uh, I encourage you, and if you're listening to this, it only takes one or two to, to establish that base group that will eventually grow into, you know, maybe not 200 students, but uh, you, I, I don't know how it is to have 200 students. I would imagine... Uh, I would imagine that 200 students is a hard to establish relationships with. Did you see it? So, who is that? <laughs> that was my wife. <laughs> oh, he's thinking it was one of your kids. No. It was turned out to be your uh, wife. She, she's like, can I stick my head in there? Can I stick my head in there? I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> For those of you who aren't uh, aren't watching the video, but you're listening to to the podcast, uh, my wife inserted her finger into the screen and uh, was trying to poke me in the eye or something. I don't know what she was doing. Anyways, so yeah, so unless you have we have anything else to add to that? Yeah, no, I think that when you are when you wind up saying, I mean, if God's called me to this place and this church and these people, and He's called me to this one kid, you know, I mean, and you have a responsibility for more, but I mean, uh, you know, you, you need to, there needs to be a plan as to how, how you reach more or people, but the ones that you are, are there, uh, the ones that are there in front of you, uh, you minister to them. And, and that time is not, that's not the time to think, how could I grow this, make this bigger, get more kids. It's minister to this kid. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you're not in front of them, that's when you think, okay, who, who's, who's the next people that we're going to reach or the next family or whatever. But yeah, when you, we focus on bigger and better, I mean, I'm sure the church, I was in a church uh, before where I was doing seminary and they had 700, 800 people, the youth group, you know, our, I was in the junior high ministry and helping with that. And that was like 20 or 30 kids. They had more junior hires than we have youth group kids total now. Mm -hmm. And in the, you know, total high school, we would take 60 to 70 or more to winter winter camp and even more to summer camp. And so it was big, but I'm sure people there think, oh, there's a church down the road that has 1500 and they have 200 kids. And, you know, you just always are thinking bigger, bigger, bigger. And uh, sometimes we forget, forget that those individual people, individual souls in front of us really do matter and are critical to, to minister to. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I, I did a D now at Hyde Park. I don't know if you ever heard of Hyde Park in Austin. Yeah. But they had more youth group, youth kids 
than I do in my whole church. And yeah. I'm just like, man, what, are, what, how do we get to this point? And it, uh, it took a long time to realize, Hey, it's not about the size of your church. It's about the, what God's doing in their lives. And, yeah. It's good. Yeah. So, yeah. well, in small cities, everybody's, you know, I can think of Palmhurst only has a couple thousand, or I can think of Hidalgo County, the County we're in, that's almost, almost a million people. And so I can sometimes think, um, man, we should have way bigger numbers, or I can think, oh, we're in a small town, you know, so it's just a mindset. Yeah. And it's really, God's given me these people, keep working at it and keep ministering to the, to the ones we have. And, and, and it's tough. And ministry isn't, it can, that Thursday morning discouragement or Wednesday night discouragement can be real tough and get you down. But uh, you have to just keep thinking, okay, keep, who did I minister to? Who did I impact tonight? And let's do it again, you know? That's right. That's yeah. right. Cool. So, hey, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, yeah. I, we're going to wrap this up with the two questions we always ask. Uh, your, the last song you listened to on purpose, uh, like whether you searched it on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever, and then the craziest story in your ministry that you've ever been part of. <laughs> uh Honestly, I don't even know the last song I searched on Spotify or YouTube or it, it probably was honestly, I just prepared the service schedule for Good Friday, Sunday, sunrise service and Sunday morning. So it was probably like in uh, Cornerstone or yeah, I mean, that was just uh, that was probably it. I know that's not too exciting, but man, I've. <clears throat> I do all the scheduling for the services. And so I search the songs up, make sure everything's going to match. And so I intentionally searched a bunch of those songs up. Uh, so that's not real exciting. I mean, and if it's just me and my kids, it was probably like it's raining tacos or something. <laughs> you know? That's awesome, man. <laughs> and then a craziest story in, uh, I don't know. We've had some crazy ones. I mean, uh, Probably one of the craziest and hardest is when uh, you're telling the kids that one of the, so this, I don't know that it's that crazy, but it's a uh, one that's funny to tell. So we had a, you know, you take junior hires to camp and mm -hmm. it's their first time away. And so they don't have to take a shower. They don't have to do anything. <laughs> and so at the end of the week, and we were, this was when we went to Arizona uh, was going to Arizona for camp. That's an 18 hour drive for us. So we stay overnight somewhere and it's an awesome trip. It's fun. Everybody, even the road trip's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. We got a call on one of the trips and the parents were like, Hey, you have to stop because, uh, or you have to tell my daughter to turn off her hotspot because we've already got a bill that's over like 700 bucks because we were uh. driving letting everybody use it. So, <laughs> but these junior high boys at the end of the week had not taken a shower. And mm -hmm. so I told them, and I told their counselor and their count and they were like, uh, they were with other counselors there. And he's like, I am so sorry. I didn't even know this. And so I told two of my senior boys, I said, if those guys don't take showers by tonight or tomorrow morning, when we got, get on the bus, they are sitting between you all the way home on the ride. And so <laughs> those senior guys helped those junior high boys be sure to get showers. And so sometimes being creative uh is interesting and unfortunately that same trip i had to tell one of the senior girls she had to take a shower too because oh. she didn't realize how bad she smelled and that she hadn't brushed her teeth like three days but uh, the senior senior girl was really tough and that's no joke but 
that's the junior crazy part of the story. No, junior high boys, it's no surprise. As a yeah, senior yeah. girl, I was like, oh boy, this. But that's I had funny. to be blunt. It was, <laughs> and she uh, got the picture. So that's funny. We were planning for our D now, and we did D now on campus this year. And we only have one shower in the whole church. And so I was like, how do I, what do I do? Well, I stuck all the junior high boys with that one shower knowing that (laughs) it's probably not going to be used very much. So uh, it's something else elsewhere, but cool. Jeremy, you have a song you listened last time you looked up. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I think the resurrecting uh, that the worship song, uh, I thought, is it the, is that Hillsong or is that, I think it's Hillsong. Um, and uh, yeah, I really like that. Uh, just the, the, the way the lyrics describe this, this passion week and, and then, you know, he's, he's in the grave, but yeah, he's not going to be there very long. And uh, I just love that, that build of that song and just the, the way that, you know, it's not just a song. It's like a, it's like a piece of art almost it like builds 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 and it's like boom he's resurrected you know he's alive in heaven and i just love that song cool well death i looked a, up oh, yeah. go ahead. oh death is arrested is probably one i looked up this week two of the girl two, two of the teen girls are singing that this week on sunday morning so i was oh, wow. awesome awesome i uh my song that i looked up was that david crowder came out with a new song on friday called he is and I, I'll be honest. I wasn't a fan of Crowder's last CD, or album, or whatever you call it nowadays. But this one is turning out to be a good one. So if you haven't li- listened to it, uh, it's called "He Is Crowder." It's on the Milk and Honey album that he's coming out with. It is just in time for for Easter. It's perfect. Um, so yeah, that's the last song I've listened to. I don't have any crazy stories I can think of, but. I played uh, I played He Is right before service on Sunday morning, yeah. and, and my uh, campus pastor was just like, "Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about." You know, he he was digging, <laughs> he was digging it too. So yeah, good song, good song. It's a good one. So. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, if you are if you're tuning in and and you're trying to find us, you know, we we uh, this is kind of on the back end, but either way, you know, you can find us on Apple Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, SoundCloud. If you want to watch us, you can tune us in on YouTube. But, uh, you know, you're also on what, Facebook. What's up? We're not very good looking. We're not very good looking. So don't <laughs> don't, don't be like, oh, I'm not listening to those guys because of the way they look. So they don't well, look that's like what they... you brought guests in for, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of deter the looks. Uh, Tad, where can we find you on the social media? Uh, I'm on Twitter. I think at T Wykopen. I believe that's what it is, but I don't tweet much. I'm on Facebook, you know, as Tad Wykopen, but and Instagram, I'm on there a little bit. At, I think Tad the Rad. It is, yeah, Tad the Rad Dad. So uh, <laughs> that's Tad the, the Rad Dad. Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Love funny. It. That was started a few years ago, and so it just sticks. I think you were born for that username. <laughs> yeah, you know, my dad is named Tad as well. And so I got all kinds of dad jokes from my dad, Tad. And so my kids have to endure them as well. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. And and hey, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we would love to hear from you. Youth pastors are pastors too. That's T-O-O at gmail.com. Yeah, so uh, we'll definitely give you a heads up on the topic 
uh, so you can have kind of the mindset of it. And uh, we won't lie, the topics don't usually come to mind until about two or three days before. So uh, hopefully that gives you enough time. But uh, Tad, again, thank you for joining yes. us for our yeah. fourth episode. Uh, it, it's hard to follow up Johnny uh, with his crazy yeah, story. Uh, but I think you knocked it out of the park uh, with our, our discussion. And uh, we we didn't have to cut the Zoom in half like we did last time. So, uh, uh, Jeremy, have anything else you want to add? Hey, man, I, I think we should do it again next week. What about you? Oh, yeah. <laughs>